0: Good evening, brothers and sisters, Faith Baptist Church, and anyone else who might be listening. Welcome to another family Bible study. Uh, This is to facilitate a Bible study amongst yourselves um, and to discuss the passages we're going to look at and the topics we're going to consider together as a family or a larger group. And. uh, and to grow from it, as we cannot meet for our regular uh, weekly uh, growth group. Um, I know this is going out a little bit later this week, but you have Pastor David to look forward to. He is sending a message to us. Pastor Stambiso is also speaking, and several others within the congregation are also going to contribute to, um, So, let's pray, and uh, let's jump right into it. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time. We pray for those who might be listening, that they may be edified and encouraged through this discussion time. So, tonight we're going to do a little bit of a checkup uh, to hear in, or I'm going to check up with you to hear how you all have been doing in terms of your worry and your sorrow. The last two Sundays, the previous Sundays, I preached a series of message, uh, two messages, something to be said about sorrow and a word about worry, talking about how the Psalms teach us to deal with our anxiety and our sorrow. And tonight, it's just going to be a bit of a recap from that. Specifically, I'm going to be drawing from um, a book by Jim Berg, Overcoming Guilt, Anxiety, Anger, and Despair. And it's called Quieting a Noisy Soul. Uh, This this is from one of the chapters out of that book, and um, it's been edifying in my own personal uh, Bible study as well. So let's open with, uh, uh a scripture here, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. In the heart of man maketh it stoop. Worry in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. <laughs> you get different levels, uh, I believe, or severity of sorrow. Um, Mild could be in the form of discouragement, you know, loss of confidence, loss of respect um, in a particular area, and um, continual discouragement could lead to more severe forms of uh, stress. Serious, uh, this is the next level, um, or despondency, extended discouragement, overall lowness of spirit. And then the severe level, the despair level, total loss of hope and courage, a sense of helplessness, a resignation to, you know, let the earth swallow me, I'm done. And we don't want to reach those more severe levels. But there's a difference. Uh, If you remember... um, the message I preach that as believers, we have something that an unbelieving world does not have. We have hope in Christ. And the response to despair is to turn to Christ. Um, so the nature of despair, as the book discusses, he says very simply to summarize, despair is sorrow without hope. Despair is the emotion of hope hopelessness. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 briefly touches on that. It talks about those grieving for people that they lost. But I would have you not ignorant brothers concerning those who are asleep <laughs> that you may not grieve as, as others who have no hope. Today we're going to be looking at a quick exposition of Psalm 42. Psalm 42 is a very short psalm and we're going to briefly look at it and then I'm going to ask some questions and link you to some resources. So let's read Psalm 42 together. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God, when I shall come and appear before God. My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me, for I used it to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down O my soul? And why are you distressed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for he, the help of his countenance. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of Jordan and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mizar, deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls, all the waves and billows gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night his song shall shine and shall be with me. A prayer To the God of my life, I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do you go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies will reproach me. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you distressed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. <clears throat> we notice so many repetitions. And we notice a pattern of three things. And if you remember the uh, messages I preached on the sad psalm, and the happy psalm, and later we uh, spoke about um, the sorrowful psalm, um, there is a pattern, and a pattern I'm going to repeat and remind you of now. Um, <clears throat> in the psalm, we see three things. We see him um, doubting, we see discouragement coming from the outside, we sh- see thoughts of sorrow and despair and oppression from the inside, and then we see his response. Firstly, he brings those honest, raw thoughts to God. He brings his doubts to God. He asks, um, my tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? So that inner turmoil, And then it says, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. That we can be honest about our feelings and our doubts um, to God. And then it says, I went with them to the house of God. Remember, we talked about it in the sermon that the representation of of the presence of God was the temple, the house of God with joy and praise, the God of my joy, as uh, uh, the previous Psalm mentioned, Um, where do we find the presence of the Lord? We find it in the scriptures and we find it in prayer because the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And so we don't need to go to a physical place like the Old Testament Israelites to to experience the presence of God, but we can find it through truth because that is what leads us to the presence of God and through prayer. So before we continue, let's ask a question. How can you make prayer a more part of your daily life? instead of praying in the morning with your devotions or only playing in the morning with your devotions and praying with every meal time I've noticed uh, in company when we sit down to eat and, and we would pray for many things we would pray for si- brothers and sisters with who have illnesses we would pray for the government we pray for all these things but we're actually just sitting down for a meal to eat and I think, shouldn't we be praying for those things when they come up, when we see it on the news, when we hear about an ill brother or sister over the phone, Um, that's when the prayer should happen. And then at mealtime, well, we should just be praying for the meal and thanking God for the the meal. Um, We shouldn't bundle up our all day's prayers into one official prayer. How can you make prayer more a part of your daily routine? What are some practical ways you can incorporate prayer into your daily life? You can pause the, this, the audio and discuss that. Once you're ready, we'll continue. Secondly, we hear that he um, speaks within himself. He says in verse 5, Why are you cast down O my soul? Why are you are you distressed within me? And he repeats it again later. He, he repeats it three times. In verse eleven, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you distressed within me? He does some self counseling. Excuse me. I apologize. That's the uh, disadvantage of recording. <laughs> um. Why are you distressed within me? He tells the soul, hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. It might be sorrowful now. It might be stressful now. But remember to do some self-counseling. Remind yourself of the hope we have in God. Remind yourself that you are not despairing. But there is sorrow. but There is also hope. And. Um, and it says the help of my countenance and we talked about that countenance means expression you have a sorrowful countenance your your shoulders are hunched over you're sad or you have a joyful countenance people can look at you from a 100 a meters away and say that guy is in a good mood today countenance so here's the second question how can you um, speak to yourself about your worries? I have been practicing this myself lately to not delve into illogical fears or irrational thoughts about worry or, um, or sorrow, but um, sit down and uh, be realistic. Sometimes it takes active, careful consideration of a stressful situation or a worryful event or moment uh, just to self counsel and tell, remind yourself of the hope in God and to think realistically through what is happening. So, how can you incorporate that when? these moments come? Is it a case of writing it down on a piece of paper? Is it a case of um, just speaking out loud to yourself? Um, How can you um, self-counsel, speak within yourself about your sorrows and your concern? Make it a a mental thing and not just let your emotions run amok with it. And then thirdly, I want you to consider the younger members of our family. They also experience despair. They also experience loss of loved ones. And sometimes they don't understand it the way we do. And it's difficult. It's easier to avoid uh, dealing with the issues or explaining it to a child uh, I've seen worst case scenarios where people don't grieve properly. They don't deal with loss in a healthy way and it affects them later in life. How can you take the time and the effort and the patience to help younger members of the family cope with loss or grief or um, or sorrow or, or, uh, uh, things that would worry adults. We have a tendency to shield them from their harsh realities of life. And we shouldn't worry our children with unnecessary things, things that they cannot do anything about. For example, um, don't worry your children with financial obligations that you as parents or adults have. Don't, but if there's a loss in the family, if there's someone close perhaps, and you're grieving, they need to understand the reality of of death. Um, how can you um, explain and help them grieve in their own way? Um, and there's no... Uh, clear-cut answer for this it's it's challenging perhaps seeking professional advice um, how can I help my child uh, deal with lust but please do consider and take the time uh, to consider um, how a child deals with grief and despair perhaps it's a daily exercise and you have the long term in mind as you yourself are reminded of hope in God to remind your children of the hope in God as well on a daily basis. Teach them memory verses. Read scripture with them, the uh, scripture such as this, and explain to them uh, how biblical psalmists dealt with sorrow. Uh, I hope that you may be edified. I will link a resource that you can go study further. It's on our website, faith.org.za, under a section called Resources, and it's called Good Mental Health. And there's several great uh, studies that you can do in your own time. Uh, talking to yourself, self-counseling, um, escaping from despair, and um, dealing with the past uh, there's one on mind body soul how the mental and the physical interact and the very real medical conditions of anxiety and depression and how we as christians um, deal with that and several others so i'll link that in the description and i will also link um the two messages that I preached recently in the description as well. Please be edified, and I hope you grow from it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the study we can do in your word, and we glorify your name, God. Amen.